This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Monday, it's the 8th of January 2024, and we are back. It's the first day back at school, Sean. Hooray! You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Oh, I've missed you, Stephen Scott. Oh, but you know, you'd think that we have uh, not spoken to each other in uh, two weeks. And of course, uh, that is absolutely not true on any no. level. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> it's strange, though. It does feel... Um... It does feel like this is the start of something new, Stephen's got something beautiful, if you like. Yeah. 2024. A brand new year. And, you know, we kind of started it early because, look, we had our, our holiday episodes running through the festive period, and I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you got lots out of it. This is, of course, our first official day back when we can also get into the emails. We get emails. Uh, and we actually, oh. we have something special on that front to come a bit later. Oh. Something oh. a little bit, let's just say this is as double tappy as it gets. Um, oh, that could mean absolutely anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's just a little treat for you coming up. Something you may not expect, and it involves Mrs. F. Hang on. Mrs. K. Not Mrs. F. Oh, Mrs. No, no. F. Let me just... God bless you, Mrs. F. <laughs> Let's not start the year off on a bad footing here. Nothing to do with Mrs. F. I apologise, Mr. F, entirely. I'm talking about Mrs. K. Or Laura, oh of course, who reads our emails. Uh, yeah, let's just say the email jingle and our own Laura have something in common today. Oh, uh, another Christmas gift. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's, that's all I've got for you. We spent all the budget on bells and jingles <laughs> and, and special guests all through the holidays. Uh, so we've no money left, and this is it, basically. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've had some really interesting shows. I've got to say a big thank you as well to the team at That Real Blind Tech Show, who were just incredible. That's the wrong jingle. I knew we'd start off in a bad footing. Yeah, we're back. There we are. I moved some things around again. That's. I need to stop moving stuff. That's well, the problem. We're gonna- I think we're going to get into that a little later on, but you are moving around quite a lot lately. I'll leave it there. Oof. What does that mean? Well, is that know, a cryptic yours... clue? Yes, it is. That's, that's, that's how I'm going one. in 2024. You've got to guess what the show's about. <laughs> <laughs> right in, if you can figure out what they're talking about, because they have no idea. Um, no, it was, it was such fun. Um, <laughs> recording it was um, nerve wracking. Let me say that, but uh, yeah, thank you so much to Brian Fischler and the gang. It was uh, it was fun. Nerve wracking, I- nerve wracking for who? It was nerve wracking. I did the edit on that, and I've got to say, our version is quite different to what was put out on that Rule Blind Tech Show podcast. I will tell you, quite a different episode. Well, uh, for one thing, there was the time uh, factor, obviously. Yes, um, we could have gone on and on. That we recorded for quite a while on there. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, there were there were other things as well. <laughs> so, but it was still a great laugh. I loved it, yeah, and also got to say the live show, Stephen. Yeah, well, that's right, the big live show. Um, which you know we were very surprised. Uh, it was a bit of a last minute idea by the aforementioned Mister Ev. Yes, and uh, I thought it was a great idea. Actually, I thought it was a great idea to celebrate World Braille Day 
and really nice to do it on my week off. I thought that was a really nice idea. Oh, uh, you know, well done, on. well done to <laughs> Mister F. On that you one. were you were so bored. I mean, I've got to say, you, ne- you never take a holiday properly. It's always, yeah, I've done this, I've done that. I mean, planning the show? I mean, that's never happened before. That's how bored you were. I got show notes and everything. Can I, can I tell you how bored I was? I, between, between Christmas Eve and Boxing Day, when most people were sitting back watching bad TV, stuffing their face with, you know, any leftovers they could find, I was rebuilding the Double Tap website because I just thought, you know, I, I fancy a change. I just thought, let's change it and let's accommodate more content. And, you know, I had a, a strategy meeting with myself. And uh, I think Coco, the guide dog, was in that meeting as well. Uh, she ate some uh, Bonio biscuits while we uh, discussed the detail. Well, you shouted at them. You needed someone to shout at. <laughs> and, just like, uh, as I was on holiday. Get me more images. Um <laughs> Get me more images of BlackBerry phones. I just want more BlackBerry image of, of, of phones. That's all I need. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we redesigned the web. I say we. I redesigned the you website. Did. Nothing so, to do with me. Yeah, it's very nice. Check that I, out. Yeah, we've got lots I've of new stuff on there. I've for you, Stephen, by the way. Um, did you? I know I was meant to get back to you sooner. Oh. Uh, but it seems fine. Yeah, thankfully, lovely Lena was on hand with that one. She took care of that for us. She came back and told me some of the pitfalls. Thank goodness for Lena. Um, but no, it, it was a great, great uh, time, actually. Do you know, it's funny, right? Because on one hand, you know, you kind of look back at it and you go, goodness, did that just happen? I mean, it, it felt in some ways like it didn't really take any time off. But at the same time, I was having an absolute ball. Yeah. I yeah, mean, no, we, I we didn't really do much of this year at all. And, and for a lot of different reasons, you know, and it just didn't feel for us as a family, we just weren't particularly bothered by Christmas or, or that holiday period at all. So Bad humbug. Yeah, well, I was a bit this year. Even my wife, she said, look, let's not do any presents. Now, that can be a trap. Yeah, no, I, I never, I never go for that. Always buy them a present. Always. Ah, so which service station delight did you find <laughs> for your lovely lady? What I've did she say? get? <laughs> I, castrol I, oil or I think windscreen I, wash? I think I hit absolute rock bottom. <laughs> let, let, no, let, let, Magic bear, tree. Bear, <laughs> Bear in mind, we've been together for 32 years now, right? Well, you and I. I yes, well, it feels like it. Um, we, we've, I've bought considerate presents, you know, glorious, well-thought-out presents in our mm. time. I am scraping the barrel a little bit, and this year I got three links to things sent in my iMessage from Sarah. Right. And I, and I picked one of them. That, that was the surprise factor. So she told me, what to buy? Actually, do you know that's... what? That's that's genius. No, I no, think that it's... is. No, it's not. It no. is because you know what? Then applause. you can't complain. She can't complain. Then if she gets what she wants, well, then everybody I, I wins. Know, but where's the thought in it? Where's the consideration? Where's that? This is just because I know you so well. So. Well, it's because you love her so much. Yes, that yes. you don't want to just buy her anything. I don't you want to buy, buy her some something rubbish. she wants. Yeah, that's true. So well done. Spin well spun around. Go spin it. Oh, just spin it a, to suit. You're a pro. I could be in politics with this level of spin. <laughs> I could be. I could be at the at the level. I could be. I could be running a country at this point. Hey, wouldn't that be terrifying? I could be yes. able to get this show out every day, running a country. <laughs> Compulsory. Where listening. are the nukes? 
<laughs> okay. Wow. Happy New Year, everyone. First, anyway, that, that would be the first question I'd be asking. I'd be like, you know, if I was running a country, I'd be like, okay, so I want to know two things. I want to know where the nukes are, and are these aliens actually real? Where are these aliens coming from? Every time I go into my social media feed, there's aliens everywhere, and yet no one can see them. Every single person on this planet has got a smartphone, mm. constantly pointed at either their own face or oh, someone else's. Oh, okay. Oh, and yet, when aliens show up, never a camera to be found. Or except, except. No, except an old VHS camcorder, <laughs> which has got terrible picture quality and everything's fuzzy. Why is that? Is it the signal from the alien craft? It is, yes. That's exactly what it is. What do you think? Do aliens exist? Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Oh, please come and take us, will you? Please, end it now. Goodness. Now, I've got a complaint. While you're going off on some weird um, (laughs) meta rant here, let me just say, I've got a question to people. Over the last three weeks or so, my voice vista and uh, my multiple soundscapes no longer read out the intersections. So I'm walking down the street and it's telling me you're outside a certain number of the street. You know, it gives me the house numbers and I'm heading southeast on this whatever street. Doesn't read out. The intersections. Oh, that's helpful. Now, yeah. Now I thought, oh, this must be a because Voice Vista is my app of choice. So I thought it must just be, um, you know, something's gone in the update, or I've been mucking around in the settings, something like that. But no, I had Soundscape going, uh, multiple versions: the um, Scottish Tech Army and the um, NCBI. And no, nothing. They don't. So not even out. the Scottish one, which would just basically tell you, just keep going, you'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on. Is the the GPS? Am I in some sort of blackout here? I, it, it's strange. Has anyone else noticed any problems with any of these apps when it comes to intersections? I'd be interested so why, to know. Why are you choosing Voice Vista over the others? What is it that's driving you to that? Um, I I just think it's it's really well done. I I like the the interface of it. I always thought the Soundscape interface wasn't that great. I thought it was a little bit cluttered. I really like what he's done. With the um, interface, you know, buttons with actions, you can swipe up to to select your routes and everything like that. And I just think the features are really nice. I like the marker is behind you or just in front of you um, call out as well. I just think it's really well done, to be honest. And uh, am I right in saying there's a subscription model coming to that? There is, yes. In the latest update, I noticed... um, there is a voluntary subscription model to help with sustainability and development. So there's no limitation if you choose not to subscribe. You still get the full features of it, um, but you can choose to subscribe in, in the case here in the UK. I think it was 99p uh, a month or for an annual fee of 899 So, yeah, I went straight on there and did the annual fee because I think he's done. There's been so many updates since the initial rollout of Voice Vista. He's definitely putting the work in, and there's a great community behind it as well. So, um, yeah, I definitely put my um, small subscription in. But what a great way to do it. Again, no one's missing out on anything. If you can afford to do it, then you can do it and help sustainability of the app. I think, um, yeah, I'm really impressed. Well, I think Mr. Voice Vista has been listening to us, and in particular me, because I suggested this. If you remember, in both conversations with the Scottish Tech Army people, and the yeah. NCBI people and the other sound, any soundscape person who would listen to me, frankly, I said, look, you've got to think about sustainability here, right? Which is, and I know they all are. I know they're all looking at different methods of it. So Scottish Tech Army's case, their soundscape app is all about 
you know, bringing in charities and organisations to essentially have a piece of the pie, but not one person owns the pie. I'm against that. I want all the pie. But, yes. you know, only in pie <laughs> situations. If it's like if it's like a chart, like a pie chart, you know, I'll take maybe, a, I don't know, a page of it or something. I don't care. But, you know, when it comes to the NCBI people, they're kind of doing similar, but I think they want to bring organisations in. But I, I think this is, VoiceFest is doing something else here, which is, it, you know, the bringing people into it. Now, the question is how long, how sustainable can all that be? You know, that's down to the developer to figure that out. But I do like the fact that it's optional. And I think that it's good because it gives people a sense of that they're giving, right? I, I think this is often the case, especially in, in the UK. I don't know if this is the case elsewhere. Maybe it is in other countries, but I know in the UK for sure. There's a real tendency not to ask blind people for money unless it's for a real display, in which case you can charge up of thousands upon thousands <laughs> of pounds. Um, but, you know, dare, you know, we dare not ask for a £10 a month subscription to an app. And I just think this is really weird, you know, how we've kind of got to this level. And I think that's it's a, mis- it's a mistake, especially when, like the, in this case, he's making it optional. He's not saying you have to do it. Uh, and, you know, I think you're right. I think there's people who will just say, do you know what, for £9 a month, which is, what, $15? A year. Sorry, a year. Yeah, a year. 99 pence. I think uh, most people, yeah. I'm not saying most people could do it, but if you can, then why not? I think that makes, I think it makes us all feel good. I would do that. I would do it and I don't even use Voice Vista, I would, but <laughs> I would do it anyway. Because I think, well, do you know why not? Let's support well, this guy. Exactly right. If you can afford to support them, great. But it's the same argument we've had about subscription models, you know, ad infinitum. It, it, it's... I'm not. Sh- I'm still not sure how I feel. It all comes down to the price. I think that price point is really, really reasonable and affordable. Uh, yeah. Uh, but when it comes to something else, when it starts to get to twenty dollars, when you, when we start looking at, I'm going to name some names. When we start looking at Ira and Celeste, I think it's more considered. And then you need to think, well, what are you getting for that money? But in this case, I think you know what the work has been done already. He was one of the first to bring it back anyway. And the amount of updates and work he's done on it, the interaction with the community in case of forums and, and other discussions, um, I think he definitely deserves it. So I'm hoping it will keep going. I see some people online saying that they're looking to cancel their IRA subscription because it's just getting too expensive for them. I understand that. I mean, I think it's, it's a very expensive product for, I was going to say for what it is. It's not for what it is because in some ways it can be an absolute lifeline. Yes. But is it worth the amount of money you know, I, I've not been out much at all over the past couple of months, really. Um, and, you know, I would probably say I've used Ira for f- 10 minutes. And, and those have been really important, really necessary 10 minutes. That's the thing, though, isn't it? I'm paying That's exactly £70 pounds a month for that, right? And it's like just for that possibility that I'm going to end up in a scrape and I might need them. Right? Because I'll use Be My Eyes for the rest of the time. I don't want to waste my minutes on things that I could get a Be My Eyes volunteer to do. I don't mean that to, to sound dismissive, but you know what I mean? It's just, no, yeah, no, I know my exactly eyes is free. what you mean. It's the it's same as people with ele- uh, electronic, uh, electric cars have, with the, mm. you know, the, the, um, the range um, anxiety. Yes, it's that's the right, same thing. yeah. It's the same thing with the minutes. Okay, but what if I need this later on for something? And you, you, you are anxious about using up those minutes in Ira because... It is so expensive. Look, there's some cases where absolutely, if I was working and commuting and things like that, and, and I've, you know, for mobility, navigation reasons, anything like that, I think absolutely it would be definitely worthwhile. But for my current use case, 
I, I just don't know. It's there for emergencies. And to have that monthly outgoing for emergencies, I mean, it does give you that that feeling of there's a backup there, though, doesn't it? Well, we're and meeting up in a couple of weeks. We're going to be meeting up in a couple of weeks to go to a, a stand-up show. And um, I know that when we get together, Ira will be guiding us the whole way. I, I just know we will, because that's, yeah. that's how it's going to work, right? That's true. And um, I'm going to be trying it, that particular trip, with my Envision glasses. Oh, nice. So that'll be interesting, because I've had mixed reviews from Ira agents when it comes to the, the, these glasses. In particular, so what, one thing I did was on one trip, I, before I had gone on the trip, I decided to make a call to Ira just to check how, you know, how much the agent could see, because I wanted to get a sense of what can that person see in front of them. So what I need to be doing is standing in front of something where I know what I'm looking at, so I know in my own living room where things are, for example. So I need them to see that so that they can, okay, so you've got that range of vision or that field of vision, you know? Yeah. And um, they weren't great. They weren't great. That the image wasn't brilliant. Apparently, the agent and this is the agent telling me. And it, I mean, it wasn't. I was in the house. I was on Wi-Fi, so I wasn't. You know. Oh. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you've got the outside factor to consider, uh, which is, of course, you know, hoping everything will work off four G or five G. Um, and then comparing that same image to then connecting with the phone, that the image was far superior and far more solid. And it just made me think, hmm. So I need to do some testing, more testing out on the field. But I have heard these reports from other people too. Mm. And we always have to remember that the technology that we are running Envision on, I don't really have an issue with Envision here. I have an issue with the hardware it's running on. It's it's old tech, quite old tech now. Google well, it's, you know, Glasses, which it is, is no more. It's, it's, yeah. it's discontinued. It's done. So, you know, and I what, think what I'm looking for this year... Well, that's exactly it. What I'm looking for this year is, uh, you know, what, what will be the replacement for that? I mean, th- there's no doubt that the guys at Envision will be looking at alternatives. I imagine Celeste will be one of them. Yes. Uh, there might be others, but I think that it's, it's that holy grail of getting decent-sized technology, which is not like, a, a you know, ski goggles in your head. Mix that in with, you know, a good camera, wirelessly transmitting back and forward with GPS, ideally, good audio, sound, microphones in a, a pair of glasses that are lightweight and, and fashionable to wear. That's the holy grail. Of course it is. Closest I mean, to Celeste at the minute, I think. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know. If we talk to an IRA agent about what's the image quality, the video quality we're getting from Celeste glasses, we don't know because we can't use that yet. No, that's could be right. exactly the same. I mean, we we don't know it's any better than the Google Glass at the moment. Yeah, but um, yeah. Well, aside from anything else, and you did mention it. I mean, if we're using Envision glasses um, and Ira to get to the theater, mm-hmm. GPS. There's no GPS built. No GPS. No. That is a major flaw, in my opinion, because that's what I'm using Ira for mainly, if I'm out and about. Well, I need the agent to know where I am. So th- I have to always start my call. I have to do a call on the phone first, then hang up, then make the call through the glasses. Now, that's okay. I, don't mi- I know that's a bit of a, a faff, but I don't mind that so much because it means I can put my phone away and walk. Yeah. So the agent has a starting point of where I am. Yeah, but if you The rest is done visually. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. It's all, it's all visual then. You know, it's, all, it's all based on what the agent can see based on what they think they can understand. I mean, and to be honest, in, in that sense, they're just like having somebody next to me who doesn't know the area either. 
I don't mm. know. It's all a bit. It's like we've just not got the right solution yet. We're so close to it. it feels like we're so close to the solution. Um, but it's, it'll yeah, be an interesting so year. I'll be interested to see what this year brings in that front because there's a lot more talk about glasses and wearables. The only problem I find is mm. with all of these, like the Meta Ray-Ban, everyone's raving about them. And I'm seeing a lot of visually impaired people talking about them as well. But the problem for me is that they're inside their own bubble. And so far, in the Meta Ray-Ban case, it's not open to other no, apps. No, of course not. So no. that really throws it for me. Because as much as I would like them, and I've been tempted to buy them, and they are a lot cheaper than Envision or anything else, yep. they're not going to give me any of the features. It's, it's the same argument that I have about Apple Vision Pro when people will say to me, like, you know, Mark, who does the TV show with me, he's always saying, ah, you're going to get the Vision Pro. And I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not spending my money on Vision Pro until I can see a reason to buy it. And the reason is not the, the, the technology. The reason to buy it are the apps on the technology. Absolutely. Once I start seeing some decent apps on there, I mean, it's funny because it's a bit like the iPhone for me. The only difference being that this is actually launching with accessibility from day one. The iPhone didn't. So, okay, there was a reason to hold back for sure. But accessibility is being built in day one, and that's good. But the accessibility is useless if there's nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter if it's got a voiceover in it. No, that's Okay, right. great. But I, oh, yeah. So I can access the screen that's really big that I can't see. Okay, cool. I can access it. I can go it, through the settings. I yeah, mean. exactly. I can spend three and a half grand <laughs> to, to not use this thing. It's just it's too much money for what it is for of me at this not. point. Of course not, no. Uh, yeah, of course. Like, like, this is a Gen Zero. This is, I'm still excited about the actual technology. Yeah, you know, I, will, the, I will watch with way. interest. Yeah. Yes. I will absolutely. watch with interest on this. Um, but I'll, I'll be interested to see if they announce because there's, there's talk of them announcing this week, which I have to say would be a little bit unfair to all the people at CES, who are you know the amount of work that goes into CES every year, having yes. been there and seen what what goes on, the amount of work to go in, and we all know what would happen as soon as Apple announce Vision Pro. That's all anybody's going to hear about. It doesn't matter how many wireless bidets or talking toilets you bring out. Mm. You know, I mean, how many years have we been talking about? Oh, look, there's a smart toilet now at CES. That's all I've heard so far. Yeah, I, I mean, it's early days yet, but all I've heard is about the um, the B day with a smart speaker built in. Actually, I still want one, but that's not the point. Yeah, I have to say the Japanese are way ahead of us on this front, and I think oh, that no. you know, I'd love to, some of this technology. I won't get into the detail here, but let me just tell you. Oh, please on, do on a recent. It wasn't me. But someone I know had an experience with one of these smart toilets. That old chestnut. A friend of mine. <laughs> well, it wasn't, yeah, definitely right. wasn't me. I, because I tell you, I would be, if, if I had had this experience, I, would be, I wouldn't shut up about it. Um, it was such a good experience. I can't really, it is a family show, so I really can't get into too many details. Let's just say you could probably work out for yourself if I tell you that, you know, that person never felt better afterwards then oh. I think that's probably all I can tell you. Because it was one of those ones that it washes you afterwards, you know, it cleans you. It's not just, you know, it, it basically doesn't require any loo roll at all. Okay, that's enough. That's well all done. I need to tell you. But I mean, When I win the lottery, I'll get one. The, the Japanese toilet, I think they're like $13,000, I mean, they're crazy money. But, you know, they are, they are so good. And, you know, my wife and I were like, oh, we should get one of these. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. And, okay, if it is going in, it's, so, it's going into our own suite. It's not going into the main bathroom, I'll tell you that. Everyone else can have the regular bathroom. I am I'm, <laughs> I'm going in there oh, with yeah, that one with the hairdryer right. and the whatever else and the speakers and the, the fancy lights. 
That'll do me. Uh, it's like a go for a spa treatment. That sounds yeah, beautiful. Kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. how many years is still talking about that? Is it, it's um, well, it's, yeah, it but, is available, and it, it's just it's the cost, the cost barrier. I think for a lot of people, if it was if it was a few hundred quid, everyone would have one, but it's not. Yeah. I'm just interested to see what else comes out of CES. Well, uh, one thing. Well, yeah, I mean, so Dell. I have to say, so Dell are announcing a range of new laptops in their XPS range. For me, XPS was kind of that gold standard of Dell laptop for a long time, and it was a brilliant laptop series. I have to say, I think it has now gone completely from my um, list of best laptops for blind people. I think it's just out of that list now. Okay, this is interesting, because I agree, the XPS was the the top of the heap, I think, when it came to laptops in general. The design factor, the weight of it, the size of it, the thinness of it, the power of it, was absolutely fantastic of course you had that price point of it as well but it was the you know the dream laptop i think for the longest time so why do you think it suddenly dropped off your radar uh very simple two words touch bar ah yes that's right i can't believe they actually went through with it so not only well they've gone further that's the thing so instead of just saying okay well we're going to make it that i think on the initial run it was on the Plus, XPS Plus laptops, they had it. Um, but what they've decided now is that every single laptop in the range, and they're bringing out new versions, there's a 14, I think there's a 13, a 14, and a 16-inch in the new range uh, that are coming out 2024. And of those three laptops, all of them will now have the touch bar. And it's saying that the touch screen is optional, but the touch bar will not be optional. So you're going to get the touch bar whether you want it or not. Now, what that means is, for those that don't know, this means that the function row key set is gone. That, that function row is gone. So it's it's replaced entirely by a touch bar, which is meant to be for controls like brightness and volume and you know all the media keys and all the rest of it. But your actual function row is gone. And I just think that's such a shame. You know, I think for me, as someone who's a keyboard user, who's a reliant keyboard user who needs that function row, that's, you know, it's just hopeless for me. I, I can't live with that. So, yeah, for me, I'm sorry Goodbye. that's killed it. Well, look, if Apple can't make it work, then why do Dell think they can make it work? And this, I don't honestly think this is a, a visually impaired thing either. I mean, who wants to look at their keyboard? Most people, when they're buying laptops of that sort of price point, our, our touch typists, our professionals are all about productivity. And I'm sorry, that just slows you down. There's no getting away from it. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who, uh, I'd I suppose that because I don't, I just don't know what the function row key do, or function rows do for people who don't need to use them, right? I mean, who are these people who don't see the value in it? And clearly there are people who don't need it. Otherwise, it would be there. Well, and I don't know if you can there? switch this. I don't think you can switch it to become a functional row, because you could do that with the touch bar. On the Apple uh, MacBook, you could have it switched to become oh, a functional be. row. They can't get rid of them totally. No, so Surely. it probably will still be there somewhere. But, you know, I'm just thinking about things. So the, the insert key, right? The insert key is part of the touch bar on the Dell XPS range. Well, yeah, we're out. So how is yeah. that going to work? Because yeah. I remember this was the problem before when I would try and do stuff with voiceover and, you know, even, even just a simple thing like going into voiceover preferences. To do that, you hold down the VO keys and you press F8. Now, you could do that with the touch bar because you could hold down function and that would enable 
the, the touch bar to become a function row key, a function uh, key row, I should say. And then you'd, so you'd hold on uh, the VO keys, the function key, and then you would have to find the F8 key. Now, everything spoke. I mean, it was good in that sense. It was all accessible. But you didn't have to double tap that key because it's a touch bar. Now, that meant that if you did anything else, there are certain commands, for example, like um, VOF1, you can have a, you can tap that twice to get different actions. The same for VOF2. Oh, it's a nightmare. You, you How do you do that with voiceover? You've you got to quadruple tap it and hope for the best. Of course. Oh, it was a yeah. nightmare. I mean, I can't even imagine how that would work with Windows. Yeah, well, look, the point with the Apple one was that you, at least you know there was accessibility built in. Yes. How's this going to work? Is this going to, I mean, is Narrator, Jules, NVDA? How are they going to support this just for this one laptop? Now, there's something I, else on all this, okay. uh, which is kind of getting people all uh, hot under the collar, and that is the replacement of a key. There was a bit of rumour at the beginning that this would be an additional key that was being added to the keyboard for Windows Copilot. Uh, but it seems to be the case that, uh, at least on the Microsoft devices, and it would seem on this uh, Dell XPS range, that the application key is being replaced by the um, what they call it the Copilot key. Copilot key, key. yes. As everything from Microsoft is currently called. Copilot, yes. So that's not great. (laughs) Well, uh, not great. Now, okay, so I feel there's a little bit of confusion about this because from what I hear, so the, um, the key just to the right of your space bar um, admittedly, the least used keys, I would probably guess. Yeah. So the co-pilot key is going to replace the right control key. Uh, initially, I think that's fine. Yeah. But where is the application key on your keyboard? Does that mean the application key itself, the dedicated key that brings up the right-click menu, the context menu, whatever you want to call it, which we use all the time, is that going to be no more? Is that now going to just activate Copilot? Which, let's be utterly truthful, honest, and clear here, is practically useless at the minute. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> no, I, I know. I'm I, it just is. Look, I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. And by the time this key is actually you know, in mainstream use, it, it, Copilot will probably be very useful. But right now, it, I, I don't want to change from dark mode to light mode, which is practically the only thing it can really do. Um, are we going to lose the application key? I heard a lot of people up in arms about this, but I don't think it's a given that it's replacing that key, is it? I think it depends on the keyboard itself. I think every keyboard has a difference to it. I mean, some keyboards you get, they've got one layout, some have got a different... I mean, I know there's a general consensus across most keyboards, but you do find sometimes that there are keys. I mean, in some, in some laptops, you don't get any application key. Some keyboards don't have application keys already. so. I don't know what key that would replace, and it depends on how this will be implemented. Microsoft say that this will be something that will be implemented into their OEM manufacturers, so that is companies that are licensed uh, to you know, essentially take Microsoft products. You're going to find that in HP, micro, um, what would it be, Samsung, I guess, uh, Dell. You know, These are all going to be companies that would be taking this. It's a, it's a, it's a limitation or a restriction or a, whatever you want to call it, to the the manufacturer because it's part of the deal of taking oh, yeah, on. I yeah, mean, yeah it's going to be a requirement. I think the word is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, a requirement. It a requirement but I mean, there was a time the there was no key. Windows key, you know, and that came about later. I mean, people forget that, you know, the Windows key came along. 
what was there before the Windows key? Nothing, just right? It was just right? a control note. Yeah. yeah. So those three keys. 30 years we've had it. I think it was 94 yeah. the Windows key came in. And I forget that just up here, but that was a new key that came in to the middle. Um, whereas this is a different story. So this is something that would be replacing. And of course, you know, there's only so many keys you can add. Well, yeah, that's Print another screen thing. is still there, by the way. Print screen for all exactly. your needs. Scroll lock. I mean, uh, why are these keys still that? there? Although, Holes leave the insert break. key. Don't ever touch my insert key. <laughs> the only, I don't care what you do with this keyboard. You get rid of my insert key. We are not talking. It's bad enough. And that's the thing, right? This is why I kind of looked away from some of the Microsoft Surface laptop computers because they don't, don't have those dedicated keys. That's what the no, caps lock keys for. Oh, stop it. Who needs an insert key? And it's right over there. It's a terrible thing to use as a modifier key for your screen reader. Um, yeah, that's another argument. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I must admit, look, I understand people being worried about this because what's the alternative? Is it Control-Shift-F10 to bring up the application's key? Shift-F10. Um, is it just Shift-F10? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so just shift F10. But that can be awkward. That can be awkward. It do. can be awkward. I'm just finding the F10 key in your row quickly, you know, without having to count up or count back. Yeah, I can understand. And look, sharp keys and power toys is going to do great business from this, right? Yeah, assuming that key is capable of change, because we have seen instances where I've seen this as well yeah, on certain laptops yeah. where keys just can't be changed. So I hope this is something that can be customized. Really. That should be up to the individual to choose. What's wrong with Windows C to bring up Copilot, which it is currently? Exactly. There's nothing wrong with it. Why? I mean, what, what is the challenge there for people? It's just need a dedicated. Sure people, yeah. Well, easy access to it, right? You know what? Get rid of all this emoji nonsense. Get rid of this emoji key rubbish that I oh, see I on some keyboards. I, um, I don't have an MX Keys S, I believe that's on. Yeah. Uh, I can't Mr. stand all that nonsense. Okay, emojis. Stephen's against them. I am against. I can't stand those stupid things. They just hate it when you're reading uh, some sort of social media post and it starts off with, you know, about five emojis and then... Oh, I swipe I just, on. Yeah. I it's like, so on Mastodon now, apparently there's 3,000 characters available on a, on a toot. That's oh. not a toot. That's a scroll. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> I mean, that is just, I mean, I'm sorry, if you, if you can't say what you need to say in 120 characters, then get GPT to do it for you. Because no, no, honestly, no. bloviators <laughs> will bloviate. But I mean, come on, 3,000 uh, characters. And, and of course, the problem is there are some people who just love to hear their own voice on text. No, no, no. I'm totally against you here, Stephen Scott, for the first time of this year. I'm totally against you. Of course not. I hate it when you're reading a, a an interesting post and it's one of seven, and you got to find the next. Well, there's one your. Too. But obviously, hold on. That's your first uh, problem. Uh, there is no right. post on earth that is interesting that ever said wrong. One of seven. You are so wrong. Absolute. Um. Unbelievable. I can't believe what you're saying here. I'm, I haven't got argument against it. I'm just. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> I see nothing's changed in 2024. Right, look, stick around. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, more talk on CES and your feedback. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. 
And do you know what? We'll talk more about CES tomorrow because there's going to be so much coming out of CES in the next few days. I also want to tell you about not one but two special episodes of Access Tech Live where if you love CES and you want to know all that's happening, then you want to tune in to Access Tech Live. It's airing Wednesday and Thursday, 12 noon Eastern, over on AMI-TV. You get it on AMI-plus and on YouTube as well. So do check it out Wednesday from 12 noon Eastern live. Uh, Mark Flalo and I will be going through all the big announcements with some great guests joining us through the hour. We have a packed lineup of, uh, is, that a, is that the phrase? Packed lineup? That doesn't sound no, right. No, that sounds right to me. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll go with it. I have a packed lineup Strong. for you. Whatever you want. I don't fine. think that sounds right. Guess anyway. Um, yeah, whatever. Okay, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> also, we do have a bit of a news of our own, actually. <clears throat> Shall we tell them what we've been playing with? I'm waiting to hear first. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Which one you is it? So, over the holiday period where you've been so <laughs> bored, you said, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. There's so many things we've tried out. So what? which one are we talking about? Well, I want to say hello to one of our listeners who got in touch. Uh, and forgive me, your name is not in front of me at the moment, in my mind or otherwise. But um, on the gift guide, one of our lovely listeners wrote over the holidays, uh, they would like more double tap. Oh, and oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> so we thought, okay, how can we do this? So uh, me and uh, you know who, yep, came up with an evil plan, um, and we're going to try something a little bit different in 2024. In the next month, or in this month, we're going to be trying this, and that is Sean and I are going to take our thoughts onto YouTube. Wow, we're going into uh, the social media uh, YouTube platform, uh, which means people can actually see our faces. That's right. We'll be we'll be in vision. I oh. opted for cartoon character approach, but yeah, some sort of avatar would have been better. I get Seth MacFarlane on board to do mm. the because uh, he's already he's already drawn Peter McGriff <laughs> Peter McGriffin and uh, I can was it Peter McGriffin Mac- Peter, Peter Griffin. Griffin that's the one yeah. I'm the Scottish one that's... Peter McGriffin. <laughs> That's who I am. Uh, so yeah, Peter Griffin, uh, he's already drawn him, and apparently that's who I look like. So that's that solved. I just need to find... I think you'd be... Um, who's the giggity yes. giggity guy? Who's that? Oh yeah, Quagmire. Qu- Quagmire, yeah. You yes, could be him. that's him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> giggity giggity. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Well, how, how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling confident about YouTube? Uh, look, I, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing most of the time, so I just go with it. Um, and that's it, really. Um, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's the confidence for you. And let's just say, this, is, this isn't going to make this uh, a, a visual show, right? This isn't... No, 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 no. no. So we're going to just... change anything. We're no, just trying exactly. Out. We're, go for the, the sighted show. audience, basically. We're trying to increase the numbers. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, and showing our faces is going to increase the numbers. I know. Uh, I, again, I don't know whose idea this was. Clearly, someone hasn't seen our face recently. Um, but uh, I'm just going to say again: Peter Griffin, Family Guy. That's all I need to tell you. <laughs> our news today would... is all you see. Um, that's an sorry, English that there, teeth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, equally the same. Um, but it, uh, it, it, all we're going to do basically is hit record and turn our our cameras on. <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the thing, right? right? So what, what so we're going to do, we're going to do something different here because I don't want to just do this, right? Because we're already doing this. And I think everyone's enjoying this, or at least they tell us. 
So, you know, I thought everyone was being really nice and just hoping that, you know, the kindness will just mean that we leave. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> Please um, or, you know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I just think what we want to do on YouTube is, is maybe a bit different. And I think our, our focus is going to be, we're going to take one topic, one particular thing or whatever it is that we've been thinking about, but maybe not had a chance to talk about in the show. And we're going to dive into it on that particular episode. So uh, we're aiming for two or three episodes a week on YouTube. So don't know the full running order or schedule yet. We're still working all that out. People way above uh, my understanding uh, are, are figuring it all out. So um, I, I'm excited by it, though. I mean, and, and like you say, Sean, this is just a chance for us to, to chat more. So if you, yeah. if you want some double tap extra, then uh, YouTube is. is your place to be. Yeah. So that'll be I- coming soon. Do I get a um a wardrobe budget for this? Uh, um, if, I'm just saying. If the wardrobe you know. is from IKEA, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's very posh. I just have a, a cardboard box in my bedroom. That's the one I was thinking about from IKEA. <laughs> yeah. There's that metal rail one you can get, which is quite yeah, good. That, that's right. Like you're in a shop. Oh, it's going to be very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a, a bit different. That's for sure. Um, and you know, it, it will not, I should say as well, and as far as I'm aware, the, the podcast will be separate from the YouTube. So you'll have to subscribe to both. See, got you there. You got to subscribe. Oh, uh, hit subscribe or tap that bell. I'm not saying oh, that. I'm not, say, I'm not saying any of that nonsense. No, I can't hit be bothered that like with that button. If you liked what you heard uh, or, or don't. Oh, yeah, no, people well, don't need to Is there a dislike lie. button? Probably. Oh, we're in trouble. If not, they'll, they'll invent one just for us. <laughs> a hate button. <laughs> <laughs> just for us so that is coming to youtube soon we will give you all the details near the time and uh, if you want some more of double tap then that is where you'll get it so yes there will be more coming and uh it's also it's always a good time to remind you of our wonderful demo we have on the double tap website which uh, shows you how to use a, an accessible youtube player um remember that youtube app we were telling people accessible about? youtube player yeah. is that what it's called yes um yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> well, go to www.doubletaponair.com and uh, you'll find it there by our very own, I believe it was by Robin, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Lord a, a Dr. Robin Christofferson. The Lord Doctor himself, he uh, did a wonderful one, uh, a wonderful demo for us and explained the whole thing. So yeah, check that out. I'm also looking at one on the Mac as well. There's a Mac one. It doesn't let you download, but it does allow you to uh, watch your content in a more accessible way. It's kind of like a web wrapper, but it's a bit better than that because it takes away a lot of the nonsense and the noise around uh, YouTube. So maybe a bit easier to manage and, and very accessible because it is a web view. So actually, yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't actually find YouTube that difficult to navigate. Yeah, using the phone though, aren't you? No. No? On the computer. No, just jumping through the headings takes me through all the videos. And then um, turn the pass-through mode on on whatever screen reader. And, you know, left and right takes you through. F for full screen. M for mute. K for play. For I think, the pl- yeah, the player's fine. The player is great, actually. It's just, I find, I just really find the challenge trying to find a video. Because mm. especially if you're locked in and if you get mixed up in shorts, um, oh, channels. Oh, yeah, shorts is, yeah, shorts isn't good. I will, yes, you are right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, just, not I just saying, don't know what I'm looking at, you know. I, I, the accessible YouTube player is a far better option, even if you're not downloading. The the big thing is it accessible YouTube downloader. Even <laughs> I can't even remember the name. We, we should have the worst up. people. I did all the work at the at Christmas time, so I can't be bothered going back. To... It's on the. the point... you... I'm heading there now. I'll go and have find a look. it. You have yeah. a look. 
the the point is that that allows you to download videos from YouTube, either in video format or MP3, which can be really handy. Um, but it also gives you really accessible access if you're doing a search or just browsing through YouTube and the player itself. It makes it incredibly easy without having to change your screen reader mode or anything that, that you have to do on the YouTube uh, official site. So for that reason, it's still a fantastic app to use. Accessible, I uh, can't speak today. Accessible YouTube Downloader Pro. There we go. That is what it's called. Yep. Um, right. It's Shall free. we? Yes. It's free. That's what I said. It's oh, yeah. Free. I see. Right. Yeah, Excellent. Well done. Thank uh, well, so is this. Email. We get emails. We get your email every day. Here's your mail today. Oh, it's nice to the emails jingle. Wait. Back. Wait. What? Wait. I, I purposely did not sing during that jingle, which I love to do, by the way. Where was the fantastic Mrs. K in that? Oh, well, you see, what, what, you what were you, you expecting said... to happen? I was expecting her to sing. That's what oh, I was you expecting. expecting to sing. You said she did the, the, the I new I know jingle. I didn't say. I said there was a connection between the jingle. Oh. I didn't say any more than that. You hoodwinked me, sir. Let's listen to our first email, read by Laura, by Scott. Hello, Double Tappers. Thanks to Laura for reading our email messages. Yes, emails. We get your emails. We get your emails every day. Yay! I wanted to see if you would sing the email song. <laughs> lol. Or is it lol? I just updated to iOS 17 and, well, it's a love and hate thing per usual for someone with low vision. XLRP. In several apps, the screens now have grey backgrounds, regardless of standard or inverted colours. It seems like the only part that changes are the text colours from black to white or vice versa, so that things that once were high contrast are now muddied with the background colouring. Does anyone know if this new bug, I mean feature, can be turned off and how to do it? Perhaps it's something to do with the added posters functionality of iOS 17? Thank goodness for voiceover when eyesight can't get you through. There, both a carrot and a stick for Apple. Good Apple, bad Apple. In the name of progress, would you stop improving things? Or should I say breaking things that used to work just fine? Ugh. The tech, the talk, the guests and even the hosts are a worthwhile listen. Keep up the great work and thank you very much for the show. Wishing for a healthy, peaceful and happy holidays for all. With regards, Scott from Maryland, USA. Oh, thank you, Scott, I think. Oh, very nice, Scott. Even the hosts are worth a listen. Last of the list, Thanks. obviously. But thank you very much, Scott. I love your cookies, by the way. Um, what? Yeah. Maryland cookies. Oh, I see. Very good. Thanks, thanks. And Laura, I think I love you. That was absolutely amazing. Can we can we mix that into the official jingle though? Oh, well, listen, I did all that with the, the Christmas bells, so it's your turn to do the. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll not work mixing any more. Yeah, 2025. That will happen. It's it's funny um, talking about iOS 17. I've seen if you go on any social media platform, you'll see. Oh, this is terrible, or you know. There's so many different posts. I haven't had many problems with it. But when it comes to low vision, I have no idea. I have now officially gone into screen curtain constantly on mm. mode because I can't tell if it's on or off. So yeah. I, I no longer um, use the, the smart invert or magnification. I haven't used it in years. But uh, I have no idea when it comes to this sort of thing. So, Stephen, I'm guessing you don't either. No, not really. Uh, not visually. I mean, I must admit, I, I gave up on reading on the phone screen maybe about a month ago as well. 
it, it gets to the point where, you know, there's sometimes you, you try and see, like if you're going to Amazon or something, not to read the text for me, but always to try and see the image of what I'm buying. I've realized that doesn't work anymore. I have got no idea what I'm actually looking at. And what I end up doing is I buy something on the basis of what I think is what I'm looking at is right. So I think, oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely 100% the right bottle of shampoo that I want. Yeah. And then it arrives and it's travel size. Yeah. And you or know, part of that is because I'm not listening. <laughs> that's the no, problem. I, Do you, know I, that, I know. you know that middle ground between when you're just, you're so busy trying to see it and you can't, and you're not listening to the information that's coming out of the phone. Or it's just a case of your eyes lie to you at a certain point. Uh, you, you no, think I, I just think it's something. that. I think that's. I think that was true for a while, but I think for me now it's more. They're just. I'm not listening enough. I, I get tops out of my wardrobe, cardboard box, all the time, and I am. <laughs> I could swear. I could guarantee that this is a black T-shirt or something, and it absolutely isn't. It could be lime green or bright, yeah. and and people will say. I'm really shocked by it, and I could have sworn. Of course, I can't, I can't see it. I have no idea. But why does my brain say, "Yep, that's a black T-shirt"? I just make it up. I'm wishing what it is. I, I think touch is a big part of this as well. I sometimes you touch it. You know, I'm going through my my wardrobe and I'll think, "Oh, that's the T-shirt I want." And on one occasion, I put a T-shirt on. <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced it was the right T-shirt. I pull on the T-shirt and I think, goodness me, this has really shrunk in the wash. I mean, this is just not oh, good. I do that all the time. And I'm thinking, okay, I really need to, to think about a diet here because this is really bad. I mean, I can barely get my arms into this. And then I heard rip and I thought, oh, that's not good. And then so I'd ripped the arm of this thing trying to put it on. Then realized clearly we'd got it mixed up and it was my wife's T-shirt. Oh, uh, or you turned into the Incredible Hulk. Well, Who I know I liked that idea. Yeah, I like the concept of that. But sadly, no. You're certainly angry enough. <laughs> well, you want, to, you want to see her when I told her I'd ripped her T-shirt. That was that did not go down well. Stop wearing my clothes, said my wife. Um, what an interesting conversation that oh, became. Wow. Well, when it comes to this, Scott, honestly, I can't help you. Uh, we can't help you. So it's going to be thrown over to our listeners, of course. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Um, it, it, it's interesting, actually. This is one of those things where it highlights how we yeah. all live in our own little bubble, because I could say, oh, there's yeah, no problems at all with iOS 17. And from a, a low vision point of view, there could be a big issue here, and I wouldn't even know about it. So thank well, you. Well, so Steve Saylor has been publicly talking on Twitter about, the, you, know, you know Steve, the, the blind gamer, right? And he's been talking about the, the meta Ray-Ban glasses. He's been wanting to buy them, but he wants them with prescription glasses. Uh, I don't know if he wants sunglasses or just regular glasses, but he, he wants them to be prescription. And he says yeah. that no matter where he goes, he cannot get his prescription fulfilled. Now, I've seen this happen. This is actually a, a conversation I don't think many people are aware of. I've seen this a lot as well with some of these websites or you get these stores that sell, you see them on the, on the TV sometimes advertising like cheap glasses. And you think, oh, that's great, you know, glasses for $10 or whatever, and they deliver them and you don't need to go into a store. You just, you yeah. just you send the prescription. They create them and they send them to you. Online as well, yeah. But it's an interesting thing. When you read the online details for a lot of these companies, and I can't say all of them, but the ones I've looked into, they often say not, uh, not, specific, not for people who are blind or partially sighted. It's like it, there's like some kind of stipulation with the type of maybe, – maybe it's the just more expensive. The range of the prescription. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a top end and a low end of it. Oh, that was really interesting. But yeah, he's, he's had real problems getting 
the, the Meta Ray-Bans in his prescription, meaning shame. he can't buy them. Well, he, he wants to buy them, but he says, I'm just going to have to go without prescription, which isn't great for him. He needs the glasses. Oh, no, there's some, it's, it's strange as well when you, when you mention that line, not for people who are blind or visually impaired. A lot of people are like, well, of course not, they're glasses. Why would a blind or visually impaired person yeah, want glasses? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there was a long time where I used to wear glasses um, with my you know, uh, legally blind, but I had enough usable vision where glasses did actually make a big difference. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a real shame. I didn't know about that. Uh, Elmer writes in uh, with a comment for uh, mainly you, Sean. I mean, I could benefit from this, but... Uh, oh, hmm. no. Here's, here's Laura again. I wanted to submit this to the gift list, but for some reason could not do so. So I would just like to give you feedback on what I would recommend, especially for you, Sean, and you too, Stephen, at times. It is a DeWalt 14-gallon, 6-horsepower, wet-and-dry vacuum cleaner. <laughs> this device will suck up everything and anything that you spill on the floor. And in the case of Sean, it will take the carpet off your kitchen floor so that you can go back to a normal kitchen. <laughs> Lol. I hope that you'll like the idea I give you. I do have one of these, although I have not tried it on our kitchen floor. Lol. Hope you enjoy. Hope you guys are doing well. Enjoy your Christmas and your new year and take care. Elma Thiessen, the original E.T. <laughs> E.T. phoned you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was a little bit worried then. I, I wasn't sure what the advice was. Just give up and go home, Sean. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a carpet shampoo, thank you very much. I've got to say, re the carpet kitchen situation, I am a lot more careful in my kitchen since having a carpet. So. Oh taking the bowl of beans out of the microwave. Whereas before, I would take a chance, you know, it's fine. I don't need oven gloves or a tea towel. I, I, it's fine. But now, I don't want to drop anything. And um, so far, I'm doing okay. It's, it's bound to end in disaster. But uh, yeah, carpet shampooer. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I know, I'm a hero. Um, yeah. Can I just say, the gift guide is shut down for submissions now, right? Yes, you can still view the gift guide. Just search for gift guide on the website. But yeah, you can no longer subscribe or not subscribe, submit to it. Uh, so yeah, we're, we've closed it out primarily because it was a gift guide for that season. But also, I think that you know we should absolutely lock it in a time capsule form because I imagine some of those links that people have posted will will not work for a long time. So. Uh, we just have to be aware of that. But do go and check it out because it's still very much there. We're not going to be taking it down. Uh, and we will be coming back to that, that format at some point because there's a few ideas I've got that I'd like to bring in over the next couple of months. So, um, yeah, mm. get into that. I was that. just going to say, there's a few use cases I can think mm. for a feature like that. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so here's one uh, to wrap up for today. I know time's nearly up. Can you believe that? Uh, but, what? yeah, I know. Like we're just I want another started. hour. Yeah. Well, we've got YouTube coming soon, so uh, that'll cover, that'll scratch that itch. Um, but yes, uh, here's Cece uh, from Montreal who has a question again about Laura. G'day, folks. This is Cece on the line from Montreal. Happy winter solstice to all and sundry. I was um, calling to find out just how cheap your Mr. F guy is. Um, it seems that after that lunch that you guys had where you all met somewhere, it sounds like you took Laura's decent microphone and replaced it with something not as good. The lovely voice that she has used so wonderfully over these last few years seems, sounds like, uh, like um, yeah, like you took away our good microphone and replaced it with crap. So you're not getting that 
lovely voice shine through as well as it <laughs> normally does. I don't know what's changed, but it sounds like something is definitely different. All the best for the new year. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Cece. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to blame that. Um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> the end of the show. Just I want this one. Like Laura. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to uh, Laura's microphone. I haven't noticed a difference. Maybe, maybe my ears are shot, but I haven't noticed much of a difference. But CC clearly picking up on something there. Let us know. Is Laura now rubbish? Feedback at <laughs> doubletaponair.com. Thank you. Or, uh, I love you, Laura. I think the Scottish, uh, what was it, the Shrek donkey uh, impression there was very good, I've got <laughs> to say. Was. Very good. <laughs> Uh, that's it for today uh, do check out doubletaponair.com for lots more if you didn't get a chance to catch our uh, two hour World Braille Day special last week it's on the website you can listen to it now you can also get it in your podcast app as well we are back tomorrow lots more on CES and some big interviews coming out this week we'll tell you all about as well plus the coverage continues over on Access Tech Live Wednesday and Thursday 12 noon Eastern for our special episodes covering CES we'll catch you though here on Double Tap tomorrow thanks Sean Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.